Lifetime, the official athletic country club of the Minnesota Vikings, has something for every member of your family. Get your family going today at lifetime.life forward slash kids. With the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. This is your NFL Draft special edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm Tatum Everett. We've got Gabe Henderson. We've got Ron Johnson. And I'm really excited to have you two on board because the why, because you guys are former wide receivers and the Vikings with the number 23 pick. And the 2023 Jeff, go Jordan Addison. What was your initial thoughts, Gabe? It's the Jordan year. It's number 23. <laughs> oh, all over, right? 23 oh, and like 23. It, 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 it makes sense. And uh, Jordan Addison was a guy that I know I hate people when people say banging the table for, but like he was a guy that I was banging the table for about two months ago. I'm like, this is a guy who has a doctorate in running routes. He has a doctorate in pass catching. Like he under. <laughs> I mean, look at it. I mean, he was the, yeah. the best receiver in college football two years ago. And I thought he was going to be able – I thought he was going to be like a top 15 guy that we couldn't get. So the fact that he slipped to 23, this is a guy that can pretty much <laughs> do whatever you need him to do, take the pressure off of Justin Jefferson, but also add an element in the return game if we use him as a punt returner. Um, this is, a, this is a, a home run win for this Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah, I had mixed emotions because I wanted a cornerback in that position. But as I thought about it, and even Gabe pointing that out, being a top 15 guy, because he was. I mean, he was a Blitnikoff winner, 100-catch guy, 15, 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns. And so when you see that going to USC for his NIL money, of course, uh, people assume at that point he was a top 10 pick. They thought he was better, you know, right up there with a guy like Devonta Smith. And, they're, you know, they're throwing all these comparisons out at 5'11", skinny frame, but can run. Um, you think about all the other receivers in his type of draft range. Justin Jefferson fell down to the 20s. Randy Moss fell down to – not saying he's Randy Moss, so I don't want to be a preposterous statement person. But, you know, when you think about getting value at that pick – it, it adds another weapon, and, and, I, and I tweeted out why I think the Vikings did it, and everybody's telling me, oh, what about defense? You act like you didn't have a bad defense. Well, if you can keep the ball longer than the other team, that's actually a good defense, and I think that's what Kevin O'Connell was thinking. Is like, you know what? We had Adam Thielen. He departed. I'm going to add another weapon to Kirk Cousins, and then we'll figure out this defense because I think Byron Murphy, for one, is a guy Ryan Clark told me this from ESPN. He's a guy that can play outside and inside, so I think they have their nickel and their outside corner figured out. A Caleb Evans healthy to me at 6'3", 6'4". I think he's a starting corner. I think he's a little bit stronger than Cam Dantzler, and that's probably why they parted ways with Cam Dantzler. Well, I think people, and I think this has kind of been frustrating for me to listen to as far as going corner, as as important as that position is, I think people aren't realizing that we did just sign Jawan Williams, who is a former second round pick, has proven talent, but hasn't lived up to his potential. So you're getting a second round corner from just a few years ago, alongside Byron Murphy, alongside Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth, and this, you know, unproven secondary so far. Um, but back to Jordan Addison, I also love this pick. I think when you watch some of his tape, he reminds me of a maybe shorter Justin Jefferson at times. He's great at route running and who better to learn from than the guy that's been reinventing it himself in the league right now. I think that this could be a great top off of the offense. He can go in the middle. He can be in the slot. I think that he's just so versatile. And I am a little surprised. Actually, what you guys kept saying, like, you know, you know, he dropped down, he dropped down. Why do you think he was, you know, the fourth receiver off the board? Because a bunch of offense and defensive linemen 
were valued higher than skill positions this year. I mean, running backs went off the board before wide receivers. Uh, we haven't we didn't see a tight end off the board. I, I just believe teams are valuing building inside out, and that's the reason why wide receivers were not uh, as valued as highly. I mean, we I mean, Ron brought it up early. This wide receiver draft felt like a couple of years ago when Laquan Shrewell and uh, Josh Doxson, all three, I think, I can't think of the third receiver, but they went, what, 17, 18, 19. I mean, it, it's one of those years where you, you just look at it and say, look, the Vikings, they want a wide receiver. The guy they wanted fell down to them, and they don't have to, to I guess, overthink it if a guy that you really want falls to you. So um, Candace, she just walked over here um, and basically showed a text message and said, Jordan Addison will be wearing number three this year. Yes. So wearing his college number. That was and, my number in college. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I got to I mean, get a jersey. <laughs> I got to get, get a Jordan Addison jersey. This is what I'll say, though, and I think you both pointed this out. Why he dropped, this is why. When C.J. Stroud went number two and the Texans did that, I think it threw everybody's draft board off. Uh, Will Anderson, we knew he was going to go high. Anthony Richardson going to the coach. I think that started to throw it off. Devin Witherspoon being the first cornerback. And then all the dominoes start falling from there. And I think this is what it's about. When you think about every year, something happens in the draft, a player's still in the room or he's still in the green room. And everybody's like Aaron Rodgers here, for instance. Everybody's like, oh, well, what the heck's going on? Why is this guy? Joey Porter Jr., still in the green room. People are trying to figure this out. So... Whatever rumors come out, whatever, you know, GM start talking behind the scenes for whatever reason, Jordan Addison, uh, because running back was not supposed to be ever in the first round this year. People were like, oh, all the running backs yeah. are going to be second round picks. Well, Bijan, yep, exactly. Bijan went off and then uh, the kid uh, to the Lions. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think that's what changes a draft where people thought the Lions might get a receiver because they're like, well, you got one receiver who's suspended for gambling. Go get another receiver. And that was what people thought Dan Campbell might do. Well, he didn't. So I think Jordan Addison, he's right where he should be. He's going to have a proven quarterback in Kirk Cousins, and he's going to have an offensive coordinator, head coach, who wants to work the ball down the field. And, I mean, what guy better? And like you said, when you watch his film, you watch him in the slot, you watch his corner routes, he gets lost because he has the uh, uncanny way of finding that blind spot of a defender. And uh, I like the way he moves within that scheme. So if you think about Justin Jefferson on the outside, him in the slot, he knows how to run routes to not be noticed to where you do forget about him. And that's, I mean, which is weird to say at USC, he was the best guy, but he also had a down year, 59 catches. He went from 100 catches at Pitt to 59 at USC uh, because guys were finding him. But then when he would come open, he would be wide open. And that's that could be huge for Kirk Cousins. I think that ankle injury kind of, I guess it kind of mitigated some of his production last year. Also, he what missed three games due to an ankle injury, ankle injury, and then missed the the bowl game that he could have played in, but opted to train for the draft. So he still had a big year, fifty nine yeah. catches in ten games. Like that's oh, not yeah, a bad year for for a new offense. Did you see his suit though? Like the pink suit, the glasses, like him and Justin Jefferson are going to have like a fashion show every week. Like it's going to be like I I, I can see Tatum walking up to both of them every week. Like who's wearing what? Because. I mean, right away, he had the pink suit. He had the glasses. I mean, he reminds me of a kid from Detroit. Like, he, I know Jalen Rose is somewhere, like, cheering that on. But just the swag, too. Like, to have that confidence, that swag, that's what you need to come into the NFL and be a guy to play along a guy, alongside of a guy with huge swag and Justin Jefferson. I think they're going to fit well together. I mean, he has to be excited about that. Yeah. You, you have to think, I mean, Justin Jefferson, obviously a global brand, and now all these guys are trying to – they do his dances, they do – they dress like him. They they want to be like him, and now he gets to play alongside him. It's got to be somewhat of a of a dream come true for that guy. Not only be drafted, but be drafted on the same team as Justin Jefferson. AJ Brown actually was on 
uh, the same broadcast that Kirk Cousins was, was on, like reacting to picks. And obviously Kirk was very excited about Jordan Addison. But A.J. Brown called Addison the steal of the draft, called him a smooth criminal, which I thought was uh, which I thought was really good to hear from a guy like A.J. Brown about that. Um, I mean, look at what A.J. Brown. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, the, he knows receiver. Right. And <laughs> that's why I started off with. Like Jordan Addison has a doctorate in running routes and he has a doctorate in making spectacular catches. Like not every receiver has both of those traits. And I mean, just we're not even talking about getting off the line of scrimmage, like shaking a defender at the line of scrimmage and creating space. Like this is a complete wide receiver. And I'm, I'm not going to compare him to Justin Jefferson just yet. Like because J, what JJ did in his rookie season is generational. But Jordan Addison has traits. If you turn on the film, you can say, OK, this guy can be special if he really puts it all together and Kevin O'Connell uses him to the ability that us right here on this podcast know that Jordan Addison can be here with this Minnesota Vikings team. Okay, Ron, now that we have the first round finished, of course, we react to that, but we completely start thinking about the next few picks, the next couple rounds. Vikings have four picks between rounds three and seven, so they have one tomorrow, obviously, in the latter half of the day. Where do you think, needs-wise, do the Vikings should go, need to go in the third round? I don't know if he'll still be there, um, but of course, I love Hendon Hooker. Like, I like that pick. But then also uh, the kid out of Stanford, 6'6", 231 pounds. Um, not sure because, I mean, I think he's in the two. But he's in the 200s. So that's a guy you can get later in the fifth or whatever. But that's um, uh, the guy's name is Tanner. What is it? Tanner McNee, I think. Yeah, Tanner McKee um, out of Stanford. Like, he's 6'6", you know, kind of built like Kevin O'Connell. Um, and, and I'm talking about a guy that can get with Kevin O'Connell. He can teach him for the next two years behind Kirk Cousins to learn um, and could be really good. But honestly, when you look at the needs, I'm going to say, you know, D-tackle, because when you look at teams and, and teams that really dominate, the Eagles, it was up front. The Chiefs, it was up front. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, it was Von Miller getting, you know, it was teams like that all were trying to figure out how to get pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's where the Vikings have to start looking now is um, whether it's figuring out a defensive end that's going to play, can play a five technique, can play tackle. Uh, but yeah, you got it. You got to solidify the front to stop the run, but also be able to get after the quarterback. So I like the kid um, Kalija, but he, you know, Cansey from Pitt, you know, the Darren, Aaron Donald lookalike. Um, but they already took him early in the first round. So you got to find you a guy out there. You know, you talked about the the kid from Clemson. You got to find a guy like that. You got to find a beef eater that's going to, you know, eat gunpowder and yeah, clog up the middle. But just be a be a bully. Like you got, I mean, I, I watched the Baltimore Ravens 30 for 30 bullies in Baltimore. And I mean, Saragusa, Sam Adams, you know, you go to when I played when, you know, with uh, Anthony Weaver, those guys were bullies. Like they bullied the front, the Steelers, like the whole time, the Steelers, they've always had a front seven that was bullies all the way back to the steel curtain. And then all the way to now with TJ Watt, it's just what those teams do. And that's why they end up back in the playoffs every year or two. And I think that's what the Vikings need to do next. They get, you got to solidify that front seven. Yeah. Couldn't agree more game. Yeah, if you don't go defensive lineman, you got to go linebacker. I still think there's a void at that spot in a guy in Demarion Overshown. Uh, I think a 6'5", 250-pound linebacker from Texas. His freakish athleticism, I believe, fits this Minnesota Vikings and Brian Flores defense. Uh, you, you definitely have to sure up the defensive side of the ball. If the Vikings go offense again in this draft, I would be uh, fairly surprised. You got the wide receiver that you want. You fill that void. So use those next four, five, or three picks on a defender. So we'll see what they do. But 
you got to shore up linebacker. Brian Asamoah, yeah, he did finish the season off strong last year, but you need depth. You you need depth. You need Who do depth. you have behind Jordan Hicks? Who's going to be that that next guy in line since Jordan Hicks is only on a one year deal? I think a, a big time linebacker in the third round, like we did last year, uh, can suffice that that uh, that void right there. Could not agree more, you guys. Well, uh, this is only just the beginning of the reaction that we will have on Vikings.com and on the Vikings app as well as this podcast channel. Check out the presser with the newest Minnesota Vikings, Jordan Addison, tomorrow. Time will be released very soon. And you can also catch after the presser our reaction show with none other than Gabe Rod and I. And that'll be live on YouTube, live on Twitter. And we will recap round one. We'll get reactions. We'll hear from the pick. We'll also look forward to day two, a little bit more in depth there. So be sure to keep with Vikings app, Vikings.com, YouTube, all of your channels, however you get your Vikings news. And we'll have more from the 2023 NFL Draft as the weekend continues. Mm-hmm.